Welcome to The Table, where three women of three generations are navigating together how to pursue God as Father, Jesus as Lord, and Spirit as Shepherd through every stage of life. It doesn't always look pretty, and it's never perfect, but we're always aiming to sharpen each other as iron on iron. So sister, pull up a chair, settle in and get ready to grow with us in today's episode of The Iron Women. Hello again. Here we are back at our Iron Women podcast, and we are going to talk about, once again, a hot topic. But yeah, we're just excited that you're back with us. And we just want to say thank you so much for those of you that are listening to us and sharing our podcast. We encourage you to do that, um, share, and even you can do those things that they do, like rate it and oh yeah, a your comment. Re- review, yeah, yeah, yeah reviews, yeah. yeah, that actually really helps us. It, it does help us. So, but thank you for being our listeners and your feedback that we see on Facebook mm. um, is really encouraging to us. We're yes. just three ladies just trying to talk about some things, and we're not um, we're not experts on any of this stuff, <laughs> but uh, we we just want to throw some good thoughts out there for you. Maybe it's helpful to you. So yeah, before we get into this specific one, which is it's going to be a little touchy, um, we're going to do our connection card first. And okay, so connection card, what is the earliest memory you have? And what are you doing? I'll go first. Okay. okay. Earliest memory I have, it probably is about 10 seconds long. And I just remember sitting in the house that I grew up in up until the age of eight in the backyard. We had people over for some reason. It was in the summer. I was wearing a either pink and white or red and white checkered bathing suit. And I think it had Barney or something on it. And I was sitting in one of those kiddie pools, like those little freestanding circle blue and green plastic kiddie pools (laughs) by myself. I had to have been like two to three. Like mm. it, based on the pictures, I was a baby. If two, if, if two, two. Yeah. maybe if two, yeah. And yeah, I was sitting there, and I just remember there was a watermelon, and someone had given me watermelon to eat, and so I remember the taste of watermelon in my mouth, a chunk of watermelon, and I remember shivering. But it was that you know that sensation of when you're at the pool or out tanning, like it, the heat on your skin. You had just gotten out of the water, and so you're a little shivering, but the warmth of the sun is starting to like thaw you out. <laughs> That sensation is my earliest memory, sitting in the pool in the backyard, shivering, but the sun was starting to hit me and I had watermelon in my mouth. Okay. I'm like (laughs) genuinely impressed with the amount of detail from that memory. I wonder if that's like a healthy childhood memory. (laughs) I love watermelon and tanning to this day. (laughs) Well, we know it shaped the trajectory of my life. Yeah, I know, seriously. Okay, mine, I I think... Uh, this this is probably one of my earliest memories, um, but it, it ain't that detailed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember um, my dog Candy giving birth to her puppies, and goodness, man, I I must have been like three or four. Like I was I was young, and. Um, I just remember, like, I was mesmerized. It was on my parents' couch. 
couch. Oh, oh yeah. And I just remember like sitting on the couch and I know it was really gross. Um, and like just watching like the miracle of birth, the miracle of birth as a three-year-old and like not you knowing. you see Lauren right now, anything, her eyes yeah. are big as Dallas. She is three years old again and yes, she's seeing yeah, it. She's like staring back. at my dog. It's like, okay, Lauren. Yeah. Like just like giving birth. And then my parents coming out because they heard the puppies yipping. Like they heard the oh, puppies. Oh, they weren't there no, when they were popping no, out? No, this was at like 2 a.m. And I don't even know why I was I in the living there? room. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I like got up to go pee or like, I mean, I don't, I don't even know. But I was like sitting on the couch and staring at the dog giving birth. And my mom came out and she was like, Lauren, like, what are you doing here? She's on my couch. And like, so, you know, and so then they moved her to like the birth because they had like a birthing thing in our back bathroom. Huh. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, but that's my, that's my earliest memory. I think like one of the earlier memories. So, cause I was a baby. Mm. So that's burned in there. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for you. I know, Lauren. Right? <laughs> Wonder how that has shaped the trajectory of your life. <laughs> oh my goodness. My mom says like when she, when she found me that I was like, my eyes were literally like huge and like I didn't even see her like walk into the room and so she's like like because she has told me about it too you know I'm surprised you ever had children yeah I know right I can't watch animals give birth yeah a dog birth is quite different from a human birth because I have actually because I'm a photographer so I've gotten to attend several births which is literally like the joy of my life um so that's how that translated into your life (laughs) yeah Yeah, right I actually became a birth photographer (laughs) which totally grossed me out Oh, no, I think the whole entire thing is the most beautiful. Oh, goodness. I love birth. I know. I know. Well, being um, almost 54 years old now, these these memories are harder and harder to retrieve. But um, (laughs) and I've as I've talked about memories, you know, my husband was the first one to say to me, like, you you do not remember a lot. From your childhood, I'm like I don't, and you know I'd I'd love someone to psychoanalyze all that on me, but maybe I would. But um, okay, so you know, not to be too spiritual, but one of mine is my salvation, mm. and um, I have a cl- pretty clear picture of it, and more so, I have a like a feeling that goes with it. Yeah, but it was when um, you know, I asked my mom, I wanted to go to heaven. I knew my parents were and my sister was and she gets out a bookmark with three crosses and a crowns and mm-hmm. tells me the gospel and I accept Christ as my savior but connected right to that is me outside and there was like this dirt mound beside our house and I ran over and tripped and there was a fish bowl and it <laughs> broke on my hand and I had to be rushed to the hospital <laughs> and I had stitches I still have a little yeah, there it is on my right hand. And that is very closely related. And I, I did find out that those two things were very closely related in time huh. to me. So my salvation and my first trip to the hospital <laughs> for stitches. Um, but yeah. And you were like three when you got saved, yes. like super young. Yeah. 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 We're going to talk about trauma. And our title is the truth about your trauma, but we want to make sure we get this across. Yes. Not any of us sitting at this little table are experts on this. Mm -hmm. I would dare say there's very few experts on this um, that are in my, just my sphere of people. But we want to talk about this because we are hearing a lot about it. Like, 
are you guys hearing a lot about like trauma here, oh, trauma yeah. this, trauma that? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Erica, is it out there in... I mean, I, I probably see something, this is going to seem excessive, but probably once a day, I will see something on like an Instagram story of usually it's a influencer or celebrity recommending um, a, ther- a therapist like, you guys need to be getting into therapy. Here's a link. You can sign up. I have a discount code, which is so <laughs> strange. <laughs> you get a discount and I get a kickback. If you use my discount code for betterhelp.com. <laughs> um, where are we in the world? Yeah, um, seriously. But it's, yeah. it's like they they'll just throw out little it's very normal now it's not judged to say like oh yeah i had a very traumatic thing about a kid and it's like formed and shaped my entire life yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. and i know you lauren have heard yeah well i'm recently kind of just coming out of a season uh, a year ago uh last year i was in therapy for about six months yeah so this was very much um my world you know there was a series of different events that kind of led me to go ahead and and pursue that um, but this, this was very much my world for yeah. a good solid chunk of my year last year. Um, and, and we're going to get into that because yes. I want, I want you, I think that's kind of what spurred on this yes. conversation that you and I have been having. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what we want to say is we're not here to diminish trauma that has happened in people's lives. Yep. I think I actually believe that some of the focus is on trauma is inadvertently diminishing true trauma. I mean, I, I've read some things to where they're they're counseling people on the trauma of coming through the birth canal. Yeah. And okay, so I'm not here to say whether that's true or false. Mm-hmm. That's not my place. I'm I I have no idea. But, um, okay, so if that's the case, um, unless we were birthed by, what's the other one Cesarean. Called? Cesarean, which mm-hmm. is their cesarean trauma. Probably. There okay. is to the mom. <laughs> so, um, okay, is, is there some element of this that in 10 years, if we don't start talking about this now from a yep. biblical perspective, are we going to have fallen into a trap like so many other hot things that the world brings, you know, to light and and it may be a good thing or bad thing, but okay. So is it a good thing for us to maybe just start having a conversation about it now? Yeah. Because I'm seeing some negative Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing some positive. Yep. And, um, I do think there's potential for trauma, the focus on it to be like everything else. It can become an idol. Yeah. Well, the enemy is so good at twisting and taking good things, just like we talked about in our last episode, taking good things um, like trauma therapy and counseling and shifting it and making it become your God. Yeah. And uh, it's a slippery slope. It's a slow fade, I think, Um, you know, but I, I can, I was, I was in this world for six months and I can definitely, I was listening to all the podcasts and all the things and pretty early on, like my spirit started lighting up in me, like, eh, you know, like that, those little like spirit tweaks that we get where we're like, Oh, pay attention to that. Mm, I don't know that yeah. that's fully true. I don't know that that's, and like, I clearly remember I, I listened to a podcast, um, and I, I called you, Deanna, yeah, um, like literally right after, and I'm, I'm not the one 
I, I don't typically like SOS, you need to pick up the phone now. <laughs> right, right. You know? Yes. But this was one of those moments like I, the spirit was all over me. And I think God definitely gave me eyes to see. But basically what this um, podcast, which I had been listening to and had been like a part of uh, and allowing to like speak into my life, basically they talked about original trauma versus original sin. Mm. And mm. as soon as they kind they got into like the topic of this, I had I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me all these all these different things, but I got fired up because I was like, no, 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 no. This is so, so dangerous because that muddies the water of the basis of salvation. Like Okay, so let's let's do this. Let's let's we're gonna use your example mm-hmm. as an illustration to kind of spur us into just some some talk and chat yes. about it. Yep. So start okay. the conversation. Yes. Yeah. So okay, so what okay, so you were experiencing some anxiety. Is is that kind of where this started? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like my story of of therapy. Um so very recently, just a few years ago, um, well it was it was a year ago um, June 22nd, like one of my best friends in the world lost, um, her oldest daughter, Aubrian to cancer. Yeah. Um, and we had walked through for about a year of just everything that is cancer. And it was very heavy on, um, our little group of, of friends, you know, and we all kind of walked through that together. Um, and then I had some other life circumstances and things, and I was not, responding well to things in my life. Um, I was having panic attacks. I was having, um, just very, um, I was very reactive if there was any kind of stressors in my life and stuff. And I remember the moment that like I sat down with my husband and I was like, okay, I think it's time to to stop pretending, you know, that everything's okay. And I think I need to just start paying attention to maybe some things being off. And if there is some legitimate work that I can do in my life and, and look back on and try and figure out like why I'm being so triggered so often, um, and have, and carrying so much of this into my like day to day life, like this was, this was affecting me. Let Um, me ask you this up to this point. Had you, had you known about or been told about, or what was your awareness of trauma? Um, not much. I don't think not much. Um, I mean, I knew that like trauma, trauma was a real thing and you know, like I knew the word, I knew the concept of it. Um, but I, I, what I didn't know at that time was trauma that was anything like the definition that I like came upon or whatever, getting into this whole world is trauma is anything that happens to you that is like a, a big life moment that you don't receive support Mm -hmm. in getting through. Okay. Um, and so (laughs) yeah, then I kind of figured out that. I had a whole lot of trauma in my life. So this is before you go into counseling for this, before you're experiencing these things, you're starting to get, you, 
you were looking into what trauma is. I was, I had started looking at some podcasts Okay. and had found a couple of good, like Christian therapy podcasts and stuff like that. Um, and this is just on my own accord. This wasn't like Facebook ads or anything else. This is me truly seeing that there were some issues in my life that I really had to handle and take okay. care of. So, so I started, then you make the step to get counseling. Yep. Um, and then entered into the counseling world. And honestly, there was a lot of really, really good things that came from it. Okay. What are um, some of those? Yeah. So um, I think... I had no, this, this is going to sound crazy, but I was 35 and had absolutely no idea that I had an issue with anxiety. I had always identified my whole life with depression and kind of going into these like low moments of where if, if there is anyone listening and you battle with depression, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like these gray clouds on the horizon and you can see them approaching and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Like you're just watching them come in and you're like, okay, well, we're about to go real, real low, you know? So I had always identified with having depression. What I had never realized was that I was actually very anxious and my anxiety being left like that was being left untreated or like not kept in check was actually leading to my body crashing okay. and having depression come in. So, um, so yeah, that, that was, that was really cool to like kind of identify. And then I remember very early on to figuring out some of the science behind, cause it's only been really recently in the last 10 years or so that they have started to do some research on the brain and have been able to like figure out like how the brain actually works and, um, just like figuring out and being fascinated by the science of the mind and of the brain and how God, cause we are his creation, like how God formed us and knit us together and created our bodies to like function in this way. And so I was introduced to this concept of our nervous system mm -hmm. and how when our nervous system runs at such a high rate, like when you have constant mm -hmm. anxiety, it can tap like your adrenal glands. It can like there are actual like scientific <laughs> things. I am no expert in this area, yeah, but yeah. there are these things that happen in your body when you're f experiencing anxiety, like fight or flight, mm -hmm. all the blood drains mm -hmm. from your brain goes to your feet and your hands. Like right. I remember when our pastor said this from stage and I was literally in the middle of this like counseling season of my life. And I was like, yes, yes. Yeah. Like this is, that's, that's true. And so that's the reason why we get fight or flight, but there, there's also things that you can do when you're in the middle of feeling those things to calm your nervous system. It's basically, you're engaging your parasympathetic nervous system to calm you back down. Okay. So you're learning some of this that it's real. Mm -hmm. It's not just crazy in your yeah, head. This is not. Yep. Okay. So you're, you're going to this counselor and they're helping you realize some things. It's mm -hmm. making sense. Mm -hmm. um, you're getting some help. Yep. Okay. Um, when did it start turning? Okay. Yep. So, um, definitely learning to integrate. I had just gone to a silence and solitude retreat as well before, like just a couple months before we, we lost Aubrian. Um, and I really started to integrate some of those practices and knew that there was substance to it because I could feel a tangible difference in my life. So therapy really kind of integrated a lot of that, like a lot of just silence and solitude and sitting and resting before the Lord. 
And that made a huge difference in my life. Um, And I was going weekly at the time. But what I started noticing is that week after week after week, I almost started to become actually no, there's no almost about it. I became very hypersensitive and hyper aware of my emotions to the point of I remember going to a nail salon. And I, I mean, I've gotten my nails done for for years. And I remember sitting at the nail salon, and I hated the way that it felt. I hated the way that it felt them putting my nails on and literally like going so in, like I just became so heady and I was like, oh my goodness, I hate this. Am I being unkind to myself right now? Like I can't even get my nails done anymore. Like I shouldn't be getting my nails done. I'm being untrue to myself. I'm being like literally. Mm. And then um, just a couple of other things where I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? Like, why can I not just get into my car and drive somewhere without like being aware of like every little tiny thing around me? So Basically, after talking to a trusted mentor, <laughs> came to a place because I, I got to a place where I was like, I need something to help me. I'm about to freaking implode and had called my doctor and was like, I need medicine. I need mm-hmm. medicine. I'm like losing my mind over here. And this is like literally at the end of my therapy journey. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just way too aware of my world. I'm psychoanalyzing everything in my world and every interaction that I'm having. And I was like, this, this isn't good. And so a trusted friend and mentor that was helping me at the time, um, was like, okay, let's just take a step back from this for a little bit. Do you feel like therapy helped you? And I said, yes. And she said, do you feel like therapy is still helping you? And I said, probably not, (laughs) you know? And she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to think the same thing. You know, if, if you are now claiming that you're becoming almost worse by continuing, do you think that therapy has served the purpose that God had for it in your life? And maybe it's time to, to move on. And that's the first time that I ever actually considered like, huh? Okay. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's what I need to do. You know, um, you mentioned one of the other things that was happening as, as the negative aspect was starting to come in of some, some belief system Yeah, that was being brought to the surface. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, man, there were, there were a couple of things, um, during some of my sessions that, again, my spirit kind of like perked up on. Um, and one of them was, um, that God is a God of consent. Like that was literally what was spoken to me in that at some point in my life, I chose to come on this journey that is personhood. (laughs) And and uh, uh. <laughs> what does that even freaking mean? Yeah. Okay. Right? So if that doesn't leave, make you heady, what will? <laughs> let's just leave that one there. That one's one that could um, go deep. Yeah. Okay. Right? What were some of the other things? Uh, you, you mentioned like the the universe um, and everyone and, and even just like that you weren't responsible for all of this. Yeah, that- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it kind of it started to get a little bit weird in the fact that, um, I was, I was being told that kind of along the lines of what our last episode was on, like my truth. And if it bothers me, 
um, or if it's too much for me that I don't have to deal with it or that I can just cut it out of my life. I think you um, also said, too, because um, I remember writing these things down as you were saying, you know, as we were talking about this, um, that all of us end up being good with God and going to heaven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is universalism. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think that that was my last session. Okay. I think that that's when I was like, yeah, the Lord lined <clears throat> some things up for me to see very, very clearly because um, that didn't sit right with me. And okay. and I did call you. Um, but basically that a loving God, and it was very crafty. I don't think that it was intended to be, but or that they even knew, but um, I was like... I was being asked questions about like love and what love is. And now would love mm -hmm. send anyone to an eternal place of fire? Yeah. And, you know, and I don't know, I don't, I didn't answer. <laughs> so some of this now was merging in with biblical with theology. Yes. yes with and theology. So, and so that is kind of when I started to say, um, you know, maybe our theologies don't line up here. And for the science aspect of it, like figuring out the details of my nervous system and giving me actual like helps with like dealing with an overactive nervous system or an anxious like feeling in my body and what to do with that and like how to calm myself down and like the practical of like splashing cold water on your face to right, get out of an anxiety right. attack. I really appreciated that stuff, but I started to become um, really not okay with some of like the basis of the theology that was being yeah. spoken to me and, or, or that I would, that I was trying to be led to. Well, I think some people would say, too, because um, I had a counseling ministry for 10 years, and I've talked to a lot of counselors. I've read a lot on counseling. Some would say, oh, well, you left right when we were starting to tap into because all this stuff was coming up now. Mm -mm. And there are some people that would would argue that, that would say, oh, you were just starting to tap into the healing aspect. And... I, I think where it lost you was where it really went on a completely different path. Of well, it started biblical truth. Yeah, it started directly like contradicting, contradicting my faith, and like I couldn't, I couldn't settle that. I couldn't yeah. reconcile that, and I was like, I, I know that that's not true. And then once I, it was like, because the Lord is sovereign in all of this, and so all these things happened kind of within like the same week. And the Lord knows me and he knows my heart and he knows what I need to be exposed to in order to confirm certain things. Right. right. And so I had heard that podcast, that original sin versus original trauma. And I talk knew, a little bit about that. Yeah. Talk. What, what, yeah. what was that? So in, in order to be saved, we must recognize our need for a savior. And if we think that the fall of man was something that happened to us, as opposed to something that we did in our own fallen depravity and sinful nature, then we're dancing on dangerous ground. Because why would we ever call on a God who forgives sin if we believe that we only sinned in the first place because of something that happened to us? We had a choice, as we do now, when things, quote unquote, happen to us, and we can choose obedience to God. Albeit sometimes it's incredibly hard and sometimes downright next to impossible, um, but we find ourselves existing in this tension. 
and telling yourself it's because of everything that's happened to you skirts your responsibility in this to fight the good fight, to get on your knees and cry out to God, who's a relational being and a good father and rescues those who's, who humbles themselves before him. So like doing, doing the former, thinking that it's just something that happened to you. It'll make you feel better about yourself for a moment. It'll lift the heaviness from the guilt that you walk in every time that you lose your cool or explode or shut down or react versus respond. Um, it will quote unquote reconcile the shame in your life, um, but only for a moment. And it will leave you powerless over the sin that has the root in your life. And so this original trauma versus original sin, like where we go through life thinking that everything is just some, we're just responding to everything that's being allowed to be, to happen to us. It literally like takes away our entire responsibility. So I I will go ahead, Erica. So this is so funny because I completely forgot that you actually sent me the exact podcast she is talking to back on January 31st. I sent it to quite a few people. You sent it to me and daddy. And I just found our text chain about it. And so I must have listened to the whole thing. I completely forgot that I actually did listen to this (laughs) six months ago. But this is what I texted back to you after listening. You said, you need to listen to this. This is creeping in is what you said. Mm -hmm. And I said, my main takeaway from listening to that episode um, is that the the guy speaking on this episode, he is basing this new theology on his feelings and experience and not a Bible verse or a yep. passage to prove his points. Yeah. He is informing and shaping his theology from himself and not from what God says about himself and us. The whole shifting blame onto the snake in the garden, making us a victim of shame instead of they chose to disobey God's clear command to not eat of the tree. Whether the snake deceived them or not is just this guy replacing our choice of original sin with Satan's deception to us. Again, it happened to us instead of us choosing to sin, Mm -hmm. which is literally proof that Satan is still deceiving us. And this guy that is teaching this stuff that we are inherently good until someone right. else makes us feel not enough. And that sin happens to us and not something we are the active agents in choosing. And he's redefining salvation as us just turning towards Jesus as a God who can lead us into a life that's not afraid of death anymore. Mm-hmm. That completely negates the entirety of why Jesus had to come from a standpoint of we had no chance of in and of ourselves because we transgressed the law and wrath of God had to be satisfied because of his holiness that cannot look upon our sin. I said, I don't know how this guy is able to say sin is not this courtroom and law God's wrath language that we have been taught. When the lang- that language of yes. courtroom, justification, paying it's for biblical. sin is all over Romans and tons of other passages. Yep. It's literally, that is the language used. I said, um, he's just trying to come up with a version that doesn't make us the problem. He's yep. saying, we're just victims of deception, that we're floundering around trying to being man- trying to manage being told, y'all are not enough as you are. And that's why God told you not to eat from the tree. That's That was a quote. Um, and that the snake's deception of Adam and Eve is the original sin, not Adam and Eve choosing to disobey God's clear command. He quote says, sin is us acting 
out of being made to feel fearful and broken by the snake from the very beginning. And it's the big original trauma that has been passed down to everyone in history. And we're just trying to manage how to get back to being perfect and enough like God since he made us like himself image bearers. I'm almost done. Oh, I'm saying a lot. I was going to say, yeah. Um, <laughs> this... <laughs> I said, this guy is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> image bearers does not mean nature bearers. Mm. And some Ephesians passages about, he took this Ephesians passage that says, and now and now you're given everything you need to live or be holy. He's using that as his proof that we are not born of sin nature, but we are born as enough and not in need of saving until we start acting out from being made to feel not enough by the enemy. And I was like, what does he think and now means? Okay, so what Erica just read was a lot, I know. It feels a little heavy. And we don't want to get bogged down in that. But one of the things I wanted to say about that, and I'm really glad that she brought it up, was when I listened to this podcast, which we will not be linking to, Mm -mm. because this guy was not worth wasting your time on hearing how he has totally just taken scripture out of context and just messed with it in a way it should not be messed with. But what I did was I sent it to some Christian counselors that I know and trust personally. I sent it to some people that study this type of stuff. And I sent it to some people that know their theology. And every one of them was like, that stuff is junk. Mm -hmm. That is junk. And so I'm glad that Erica brought it up because... You never know which of our spiritual sisters out there happen onto something like this. And they're not at the point yet in their knowledge of God or the scriptures to know that it's junk. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, that was one of the reasons I'm really glad, Erica, that you brought that into this podcast, because I I do think it was helpful. Okay, so let's kind of get back to what we're talking about. Let's say, okay, you have some trauma, you're experiencing some things, and you go get counseling for trauma. What we're saying is be cautious. Yep. Okay, so when I start hearing things among women, um, I always try to do a little research, so I'm at least a little bit you know, you know, knowing what's going on. So I called out to um, focus on the family and they're really great about connecting you with their counselors and stuff. And when I, when I told my scenario of I'm a pastor's wife, I'm a women's ministry leader that a lot of women come to me, they need counseling, they want counseling. And then they come back and they tell me these things. Um, They said, let, we need to give you one of our, one of our top, our top, you know, counselors and therapists to, to ask this question to. And so I had an hour long conversation with this guy. And basically what he said was, he said, yes, there's some truth to the trauma that it affects us and our brain deals with it and it can affect things the rest of our life. But what he also said is this, he acknowledged how they, there are lines of what we're calling out there now, Christian trauma counseling that are acknowledging that it's original trauma and not original sin. He actually, he addressed that. And he said, they are not going back to the original biblical theme of Ephesians 2, as such as were some of you, children of wrath, children of disobedience, separated from God, dead in your spirit. And now after Christ. 
And so that's when I really started thinking, okay, there's something to this because he said they are starting to get questions and comments about this. So one of the statements I wrote down as I was just going through this, um, we had the question, is focusing on our trauma causing us to once again think too much of ourselves? It seems like a lot of this stuff goes back to it. And let me just caution you, whenever we're drawn to think much of ourselves, whether it's positive or negative, it leaves room for idolatry again. And I think Lauren's situation mm-hmm. exampled this. Yeah. How now she's focusing so much. Her focus is not on the things of the Lord now and mm-hmm. immersing herself in the truth of scripture and living by that. But now, oh no, this, and now this, and now this, and now this. So this is a statement that I just want to say. When trauma care results in always focusing on our trauma, seeing everything through the lens of our trauma, or Allowing our trauma to keep us from being obedient to the word and to the pursuit of our relationship with God, then we need to reconsider how much we're focusing on our trauma. Yeah. Because I think in all of this, you know, this original sin thing was one aspect of it, Mm -hmm. but we have to throw in the biggie. And the biggie is God's sovereignty and providence. Whether you believe he causes or allows, he dictates, wherever you are on that spectrum, we have to acknowledge that most of us agree that God is in control. Yeah. And I look back to one of my most traumatic times as a seven-year-old child and the result it left on me, but how God has used that to birth what I do now. And... God knows what he's doing. God has purpose in everything. Yeah. And so I think if we start focusing too much on trauma and the negative of it, we've lost our focus again. So, okay, what we're saying this, yes, get help. Yeah. Get help. Process it. Like process it. So that it doesn't be like if something happens to you, because that's the whole thing of of trauma impacting you negatively, is it's going through something and then not having the support and the ability to walk through it in a healthy way. And we can't we can't paint all trauma with one yeah. or two scenarios. We will not do that because I will just tell you, there are some some women out there and men that have experienced stuff. Mm-hmm. That is awful. Yeah. That is awful. And it has affected them physically, mentally, Mm -hmm. spiritually, and they need help. And if you're one of those, get help. What we're trying to say here is make sure the help that you're getting, just because someone says they're a Christian counselor, just because someone says it's biblical counseling, you better make sure that it's pretty decent stuff, that it's grounded in scripture first, yeah. because the enemy is working very diligently at getting believers off track of focus on God. Yeah. And I don't know, say like you're a new believer, or maybe you don't have like a deep rooted theology um, based on scripture or or whatever maybe just go to therapy for the purpose of the science behind how God has created our brain to work and that there are some 
actual techniques, tips, and tricks that you can employ in your life to keep your nervous system regulated and to know that this, that our bodies are God's creation. And he has just given in the last 10 years or so, um, these scientific minds, how to understand it a little bit more. And so they're coming out with some more like actual practical, like, I mean, dare I even say it, but leave the, leave their theology out of it and just approach it from, this is my body that God created. And there are things that I can do to overcome a panic attack. There are things that I can yeah, do yeah. to keep from going super, super deep into depressive spells. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, it just, it really all, as we boil this down, it really just comes back to where is your focus? Yeah. What are, what are you letting your mind sit on? Yes. It really does. And and I'll just, you know, listen, I, I have friends that will disagree with me on this. Yeah. God knew all this stuff before counselors did. Yeah. And I know some people say, well, it's not just reading the Bible and praying. And I'm like, okay, I understand that. It's not just reading the Bible and praying, but it is reading the Bible properly, meditating on it, having conversation with God, going to some trusted people Mm -hmm. that can help you walk through this process. Because honestly, you guys, the last thing I want to do is focus on my trauma. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know about you. Yeah. I don't want to focus on it. Well, that's, that was kind of my issue. That's where I got to because I was focusing so much on the trauma and things that were happening to me or making me feel uncomfy that I like couldn't function in life anymore. I was like, well, geez, nothing makes me feel comfortable. Nothing is helping me. It's kind of how we were joking that, um, it becomes your identity. Yes. Yeah. Like we were saying that it's kind of like people with their allergies and if you're one of these people, Please <laughs> listen. <laughs> allergies are real. Trauma is real. Yes. yes. But once you have this, where you make your allergy your identity, yeah, and your, your trauma, your every your conversation God. is. Well, I have this allergy. Well, my allergy the other day will be. Well, because I know I have this allergy. Well, I can't go into this space and like blah blah blah. blah. Your whole life is ruled around an allergy. Every conversation, like people can't approach you without hearing about your allergy or their health issues. In my age and older, it's it's as soon as you have a yeah. conversation, and that becomes their identity, their yes. health issues. Right. Yes. Your allergy is real. Yes. It is a medically established yes. fact. About about yes. your body and yes. God created you that way and he has ordained it to be that way. But don't is, talk about it, it is, all the time. It should not rule and reign yes. your life. There it is. is not there. It is, is not your identity. Yes. And it's not worth identifying yourself as. It's yes. just not worth uh-uh. it. So these limitations are real. We're not saying that they're not real, but where's your focus? Where are you lined up? Where, like, are you a child of God first? Because it goes back to God has given you everything that you need to be effective for the call of Christ in your life. Well, um, like I said, just everyone has a story. Everyone has their trauma. And let's maybe get, you know, ahead of this where in five, 10 years, we're having to get a bunch of women focused back on God. Yeah. Rather than all the things that have happened to them or, or however you're going to view that, whether they brought it on themselves or it happened to them as children, I, I don't know. But um, do know this, that God is a big God mm-hmm. and um, he knows exactly and he knows he created you and he knows how to care for you and he knows how to love you. 
just put yourself on the path of experiencing that of relationship with him. Yeah. And so, um, so there, there's some thoughts. We've probably stirred up a hornet's nest bigger than we can ever deal with Mm -hmm. after this. But if, if 10 years down the road, we look back and we think, you know what, we gave a little caution out there. Um, on something that needed caution, then I, w- I would be proud that we did this. Yeah. And we tackled it, even though it went against everything in me to really just talk about this. Yeah. So, okay. So, okay. Whew, breathe. Let's yes. come down from that. And then, you know, we have to transition. We cannot leave you like this. Um, <laughs> and so we're going to go to a very in-depth, in-depth fun cup question that's just so deep. And it has caused <laughs> much trauma on me um, because, um, okay, so the, the thought is movies you don't get the hype about. Okay, movies you don't get the hype about. Like everybody's like, oh, it's such a great movie. You have to go see it. You're going to die if you don't go see it. Okay. Um, Erica, what's your... Mine is one specific movie and then a franchise of movies. Uh, Specific movie... Everything we're about to say is going to offend people. So just get over (laughs) it. Let's just do it. Um, Everything we just said offends everybody. Unpopular opinion. I don't get the hype about Elf. And I know that's the number one rated Christmas movie in America. I just don't get it. It's not my kind of humor, but whatever. Uh, Elf is not my fave. I'm more of a Grinch gal with Jim Carrey. Anyways. And then the other (laughs) category of movies, I just don't, my husband, my brother have tried time and time again. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you're going to make people mad. MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't do it. (laughs) Y'all, it's too much. It's, it's too much for me. I'm not into it. Yes. Okay, there, there. <laughs> you said it. You said it. And listen, we're allowed to disagree. Oh, my goodness. We can still do that in our world. Is that world. a thing? We're still allowed to disagree. Do we, do we still love each other? We still do. <laughs> yes. Wanted to get that out yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> we're being a little smart, Alec. <laughs> okay, Lauren. Um, okay, mine. The only time that I can ever really remember this, like, actually, like, being, like, against a movie and, like, having this, like, <laughs> what the heck is this? <laughs> Um, was when I was in high school in 2004, Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> came out and every kid in my freaking high school was talking about Napoleon Dynamite and how funny it was. And I literally was like, I think I watched like the, I don't even think I watched it. I watched the previews and that humor is just like, mm-hmm. I think it's the dumbest <laughs> kind yes. of humor. And he's just like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why do I want to do that? Uh, totally. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, why in the freaking world would I waste any ounce of my life on that? Like, and it just annoyed the crap out of me that everyone talked about this for like the whole week and a half that it like had released and everything. I was like, it was one of my things. I just wanted to be, I was like, no, I will never ever yeah. watch that. Nope. Nope. Have you never. watched it? I have not. No, okay, I'm good. still like, that's just so dumb. I will. Because no. this is what they'll say, but you haven't even watched but it. But you haven't more. even watched it. I don't need to, to yeah. know that it's ridiculous. The trailers were enough. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. So if you guys think you're going to draw, um, I'm going to draw some serious. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just going to say it. Everybody and brace yourself. Brace, brace yourself. yourself. I do not get the hype with Harry Potter movies. Yes, I said it. And here I'm going to say it. 
and I'm still a Christian, Lord of the Rings. Canceled. Canceled. Canceled culture. Don't listen to that Iron Woman podcast. They're heretics over there. Okay, so I can see why some people do. I, I will give that. But forever, I have never been a fantasy person. Mm. Um, sci-fi, fantasy, whatever category. <laughs> In fact, my family like has such a hard time finding movies because I want them to be all set in hometown America. <laughs> they cannot have the word cartel at all. If it has cartel, not doing it. It can't be a landscape of sand and dirt with no, no greenery or water. No. She will not watch it. You won't yeah. watch like post-apocalyptic. Those are no. Nope. Okay, I I do I do like some post-apocalyptic, but they still have to be. They can't be set in the desert she no. hates deserts uh, <laughs> post-apocalypse the world no. gets blown up no. all the trees die yeah i i am i am so like yeah i'm pretty bad on and this. she can't watch any war movies that's also on the list now oh, because of jonathan uh, Bain yes. Marines. yeah so i used to love war movies, movies because yeah. i'm so patriotic yep. but now yeah no so i don't know what i'm down <laughs> everything's to. a trigger everything <laughs> everything is trigger. left for her is little house on the prairie yes. the waltons <laughs> Yes. Your which, daddy and which I Lauren just, has yet to see. Which Lauren has yet yes. to see. I was telling daddy that last night. And um, because daddy and I were just there and we we got some bojangles and I'm like, we can find a move. And he's like, well, yeah, we can put that little house on. And it was some really good episodes. We sat there and watched three episodes of Little House in the Prairie. Oh and then we watched some dumb movie placed in um hometown America. Okay, so yeah, so I'm sort are you a lifetime movie girl? I used to be, and then it's just like, okay, yeah, I gotta quit this lifetime stuff. But every once That'll in a while, that'll cause you some trauma. Yeah, right there, because I was known as I would always say to Jeff, and only certain people know this. I'm going Betty Broderick on you, and some people will know what that means, and some people won't. But he's like, "Are you watching Betty Broderick again?" And I'm like. Yeah, I totally get it. Cause like her husband, like you've got to watch the Betty Broderick story okay. because, or not. Yes. No, because she was this woman that worked, took care of the children, put herself, her husband through law school. He gets, end up being rich and everything. And then he leaves her for the 20 year old version of her oh. and she goes postal on them. And I would, I would tell Jeff, I will do that. Same thing. <laughs> So if daddy ever leaves mom for a 20 year old, I'm gone, Betty. Broderick. Just know his life is coming to an end. Throwing the clothes out. We all I'm know what happened. Burning his stuff. So, no. oh, how did, how did this go this direction? Know. Okay. We hope we gave you some good thoughts to think about some mm. caution. We do hope we're giving you some love out there um, and some fun times, maybe some laughs. So, okay, we're going to close out this episode. Thank you for joining us. And we're going to be coming into some episodes on the struggle is real and just kind of talk about that. That's a comment that we hear a lot. So we're going to talk about both sides of it. But thank you for joining us here at the Iron Women podcast. Don't forget to share, um, review and tell your friends about us. Thanks. Bye. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for spending your time with us. We are excited and expectant for everything Jesus is going to do through these conversations. If you found this encouraging, insightful, or it just brought you some moments of joy or laughter, go ahead and share this episode with your spiritual sisters to keep today's conversation going. And come on back 
Hang out with us on the next episode of The Iron Women. <laughs>